I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're getting slow audio, Poseidon. But we're here. We're, um, we're live. What is today? Thursday. Today's a weird uh, Thursday. It's a Thursday for Pantel's podcast. Uh, I got my buddy Gino Durante in studio. I will present him to you in a second, but before... Deciding what do we have to tell these people? What do they need to remember? They need to remember that, that we got dates coming. March exactly. 13th, me, Guido Grasso, and Massimo are at the Leonardo da Vinci Center, the mecca of uh, Italians in St. Leonard. Uh, we're doing the show, the Southern Boys show. Uh, March 13th, tickets are on my website. If you're a patron on Patreon, you get tickets at a discount rate, so just contact Poseidon on the Discord, and he'll come and hand-deliver them to you if you're in the greater Montreal area. Uh, 9th of May, I'm doing comedy in Quebec City, that's my only French uh, time that I'm running my 45 minutes or my hour um, in the next couple of months. So we're going to test it all out there. Uh, in English, we got Sherbrooke coming April 3rd. Toronto, when is Toronto? April 25th? Yes. April 25th. Uh, and you already gave it away, but we'll announce New York May 1st uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. That'll come out. Me, Mike, uh, Ehrenberg, yeah. and uh, Guido. No, Guido. Gino Durante. <laughs> I'm looking at this Gino. Formal. Uh, no, it's not Gino Durante. It's uh, Gino Bisconte. Uh, we got two different Ginos uh, hanging out over here. Oh. So let me present you guys my guest, a very good comic, never wanted to come on a podcast because he's, he's a nervous Nelly when it comes to talking. He always thinks he's going to say the wrong thing. It's goddamn Gino Durante. It's the first time you asked me. That's not true. Yeah. No, in person, I've told you a lot. It's the first time I sent you a message written that you can't hide it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, you asked me at the comedy club. You asked me at the nest. I think. I've always asked you, but you're always like too busy or something. Yeah. Before, no, you're, you're always like, I have a podcast. Yeah. But that was, a, that was the official... Do you want to do my podcast? So yeah. No, 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 no. I've been pushing you for a while for years, no. but you were always like, I don't know, what's a podcast? What do I say on a podcast? <laughs> it's not it's not a real it's not like a it's, it's not a hard-hitting journalistic we, type of thing what do i say you, let me ask you something you have mm. a lot of stuff you're working on there's you're working on some cool stuff that we can't even announce yet that's how cool mm. uh level of comedy fucking durante is working on right now in the summer this summer coming up do you have dates outside of montreal yes um nothing i can announce now but I, I'm going to be announcing, like, I can announce at the end of the month, I'm, I, like, on the okay. social media. Yeah, because so, it's yeah. normally when you have, like, a, a big gig, a festival, anything like that, they keep it to themselves. Type that they want to make the announcement, so they don't let you do it. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good Mostly, thing. like, a, a few outside of Montreal. So, like, I'll be posting those. But, yeah, sometimes, like, just because they haven't announced it, so they don't want you to post or whatever. Which makes sense. I, I'm, I'm cool with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. That I can live with. No, it's tough, like whatever, but because you, you you have to be careful, like whatever, like who you tell or but you want to post it like eventually you have to post it. But I guess, yeah, they're too they're scared over nothing. These fucking festivals like calm, calm your tits. But it's not even that. I think it's just they want to have that one chance to surprise people and be like, bang, look at who we got. Fucking yeah. Poseidon on stage one night only Naked. saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a bunch of dates. That's amazing. You're doing have- Quebec and New York. Yeah, well, two ones in English, ones in French. Uh, the French one is the hardest because uh, it's very difficult. It's not as comfortable doing it in another language. Yeah. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Where do you so, do, where do you do mostly your French? 
everywhere. I've been to the Bordel. There's a but there's a bar on St. Dennis, Clay Bar. I've been there. Um, there's another place on Ontario Street. Like I get uh, uh, I get pretty good access because I, I know a lot of the French comics, so they help me a lot. They're like, oh, yeah. come to my show, come to my show. So they're really nice. Um, so it helps. I, I get a lot of stage time. Yeah, there's a like a bunch of good French rooms here. Bring the bring the mic closer. Talk. Don't be, you're not really loud. Why are you scared? I'm why, doing why? um it's I'm doing a bundle too at the end of uh, in French. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, like I did it. When did I do it? Last maybe two months ago. You should then, do it in French more. You'll you'll make money. Yeah, yeah. like just uh, I like the room. The room's awesome. That one of the, one of the best rooms I've ever done. The yeah. Bordel. The crowds are amazing. Always sold out. Yeah, they there's a different uh, comedy culture. Yeah, and I had like a late show on a Tuesday. It was sold out. Yeah, oh, it always dude open mic on a random Wednesday night or something at ten thirty sells out. That's crazy. Yeah, they, like, they don't I wasn't fuck sure, and it was snowing too. It was packed. No, no, it sells out. It's good. Poseidon's witnessed it himself. Yes, He's no, been multiple times on so many shows. You, what's funny about because people who have never seen you on stage, yeah, you bring so much energy. <laughs> uh, you go through like if you if if Durante has multiple shows in a night. He has to go through multiple shirts, so that's dedicated. It's true, but that's <laughs> dedication. That's that because that's really giving it your all. But I, I was thinking about this yesterday, and it made me laugh a lot. So I, you are the person. So everybody bombs on stage, okay? But you're the person I think least. I don't know about maybe you've bombed more than I've seen, but I. It's very difficult to see you bomb, which is in one way hilarious and also di- difficult, I guess, to, to deal with if you do bomb. But what's funny about your bomb, I've only seen you bomb once and we were together. Everybody bombed that night at the Nest. Do you remember the night I'm talking about? Every We couldn't do well for some reason. It was a Sunday night. Nobody wanted to hear anything. Yes, I but remember. what was funny is, okay, you know, we, uh, we bomb. It's, it happens. Whatever, yeah. you get off, you fuck around. But when you bomb, what's funny is because you bring so much energy, so much. It, mm. It's someone sweating, giving you everything. La and then silence. Yeah. It's so weird to <laughs> see. It's like, Jesus Christ. That's when you know you can't win. Uh, uh. Like, there's a guy sweating for you doing everything yeah. possible and you're still like no sir where is the juggling like wh- what do you want what do you want yeah you're the funniest person to see no, you do that, it but it's, you're the rarest person it's very rare to see you dude it's no, very no, rare it happens bomb. i bomb yeah, and, but it's rare and and, uh, and like that crowd i think it was a smaller crowd it was a sunday I think. yeah but they weren't into it it's like we yeah, forced them to be there. and sometimes that's it and then sometimes that's counterintuitive to start bringing that energy you got to like bring it down and i remember like they were just from the beginning no people had low energy people had high energy they were never on board with anything. yeah that's why i was surprised i thought you would wake them up but then when they weren't even on board with you like okay so then i know there was no saving this night yeah like we tried everything you know different crowds and whatever and sometimes you can't always um depending on the conditions too and the rooms that you do it's hard to get people on board sometimes yeah. so that crowd sometimes like there's there's not you can't do anything but you have your you have a big fucking fan base and you have a good dedicated like there's people especially like we were talking about St. Leonard before there are people who go nuts when you get near the stage like the second you put your foot on stage, there's people ready to throw fucking panties on the stage for you. No, you no, get, no. Oh, don't fuck, <laughs> they, don't fuck around. I had a conversation about this, my buddy Emilia yesterday. There are they go nuts. Yeah. They go nuts for Durante. Mm-mm. Yeah, look at this. Look at this fucking. He's a humble motherfucker. He's like, he's like, he's like, look, I have a girlfriend now. Shut the fuck up. Can like, you teach uh, me how to be humble like you, man, bro? It's impossible. You can never be humble. You've accomplished nothing, and you have a bigger ego than him. <laughs> you know, I want to know how did you guys meet? Like, um, a grinder, right? Uh, <laughs> grinder, and then we ended up we ended up burying a body no. together. It was a weird story. My a while uh, ago, yeah, no, about no, no. five six years. My ago. buddy, my buddy, legacy <laughs> foisted him on me. 
Yeah, you were a foist. I was foisted. What's a foist? A foist, if you watch Kirby Enthusiasm, is when, uh, let's say you have someone around, whether it's you have a company of a secretary, someone incompetent and shit that you, you can't get rid of, right? Yeah. So you foist them on someone else. You trick someone else into adopting them, right? You're like, oh, no, you hire. Yeah, I don't mind if you hire this person. They're so good for me, but they'd be better for you. And then they're stuck with them, right? <laughs> so my buddy Legacy foisted him on me. And then I tried foisting him to different people. Mike told me yesterday he thought I was foisting him on Mike. But, uh, what? But yeah. <laughs> But uh, I guess I kind of adopted him in, in the meanwhile. Like while I was trying to foist him away, I kind of adopted him. And now he's just part of, he's part of this whole thing. It's five, six years? I'm his uh, son. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> you watch Curb? I love Curb. Oh, my God. Do you watch in the new season? Of course. Yeah. Dude, like what a genius. Do you watch it? Larry David. I, I got to start watching. Oh, I man. I have to start. Like, well, did you watch Seinfeld? Yes. So after like, I was harassed. <laughs> to watch Seinfeld. I bullied him a lot because yeah. he's like, I'm going to watch it. Is it good? I go, no, no, he's a it's genius. It's the thing. It's what you got to watch. You can't be around me and not get my Seinfeld references. Yeah, well, like Seinfeld, but he created, like he co-created Seinfeld. So it's kind of the same kind of themes, but he's yeah. a genius. And he, he, he really brings it like a stand-up comic because he takes a couple of years off. I like that he doesn't do it every year. Yeah. So he builds material. Yeah, exactly. And, and when it's good, okay, I'm doing it. That's what's amazing. Like it's HBO. So it's not like I have to, you know, give you 20 episodes every year. No. When the material's good, he comes out and it's always like this year, it's genius. I when you have freedom, he, he's lucky because he's good, but he's developed after all these years the freedom to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And that's when you create the best stuff. When there's no one holding your hand like us, the, the, the real reason behind that we started Patreon is because we're trying to get to a thousand patrons because that's going to give us a budget to do my web series. Nice. professionally like with an actual team makeup artist extras uh all that mm, it's gonna mm, be good yeah so and we already have the plan of how it should go yeah so i know that when you're free like that's what we're waiting for we're waiting if we could get that through the shit that we can do because no one's stopping you it's just it's for it's from the fans for the fans mm. yeah so you don't give a shit about offending anyone you don't care yeah. the people who know you know what kind of humor you, yes. you have so that's what you need. And he has the freedom. So he doesn't give a fuck. He has the freedom of time. Yes. He has the freedom of uh, of creativity. No one tells him anything. No exactly. one. He just does no. what he wants to do. Right. And mm. you need that if you really want to create something good. Yeah. And now you're hinder a lot. They tell you, uh, if you want to make the uh, sequel to it, we have to add uh, a couple of extra women in the sequel. Uh, you don't have enough, uh, you know, Asian people. You don't have enough that. And then it's just kind of like, well, what is this? You know, like obviously there's no Asian people. This is a movie about fucking, I don't know, uh, the Civil War, you know? Right. Why would there be an Asian guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't and make sense. It becomes a formula that you have to follow and everything's kind of the same. Yeah, That's why yeah, he's exactly. original and, you know, it started on HBO. It was one of the beginnings, like one of the first shows. Yeah, do you remember the first episodes, how they were? So Yeah, so, they were slower. And they were the way they were filmed, I feel like we could do better now on a cell phone. Yes, but he yes. still did it. Yeah. yeah, his first season was a little slower, then it picked up. But Seinfeld too, same thing, you know, before Seinfeld was you very start slow to get in the your beginning. feel and everything. Yeah, once the characters get their rhythms, yeah. you could you could cut a lot more corners. You could go directly to the joke. Right. But in the beginning, you have no choice. You have to develop because nobody knows. Exactly. So you're like, wait, why would this character think like this? Now all those characters are developed on Curb. Yeah. You don't need an explanation for no. Susie. No, no, no. She could get right to her punchline. You know who she is, why she is, and, you know, yeah. the things she does. Same thing with Leon. Leon. Like, the best character ever. One of the rare shows where it gets better with every season. Yeah. So, anyway, you, yeah, you gotta watch You gotta watch it. it. No, yeah, now I'm very excited. You guys hyped that shit up. Yeah. Oh, Kirby's yeah, amazing. The, this I season, mean, the episode with the MAGA hat was fucking hilarious. The first one. It was a. It, it was, was a, the first one they had the MAGA hat or the second? Oh, it was the, the first, first episode. One, yeah, yeah. The first episode. The, the last one is, yeah, yeah. like, it's, it's just, 
he freaks me out. He's amazing. Because people were like, oh, they don't like this guy that was wearing a MAGA hat. He was a Trump supporter. And yeah. then, and then uh, <laughs> Larry David's like, oh, yeah, nobody talks. No, because he wears a MAGA hat. So nobody wants to be associated with him. And Larry David hates people. He doesn't want to talk to anyone. He's like, huh. So he just gets a MAGA hat, buys it, cuts in line, does all kinds of shit. Just <laughs> a dick. And nobody wants to talk to him, <laughs> kill him. <laughs> it's the best. But also you see the reaction, like the different reactions of people who see him with the hat. Some love him and then will some hate him. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. there's the like the guy he cuts off on in during traffic. Yeah, the biker. The biker. He's like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he puts on his MAGA head. He's like, oh, it's, it's okay, buddy. It happens. Okay. <laughs> the guy's like, just be careful next time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. He has the his last, finger on the pulse. Did you see the last one when they go to Mexico? Yeah, with uh, with with his ex wife with Ted Danson. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Got to weigh everybody for the plane. The 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 coffee beans. Oh, oh it's such a he is. Uh, even as a person, like when he talks, he's yeah. the person in Hollywood. He's 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 the the person in that realm that I could identify with the most. I was like, I understand you. I'm annoyed yeah. as well, sir. And I get into the same type of situations where it's just awkward. Like my whole life has been those kind of awkward interactions. Yeah. Where. With certain people, it's hard to describe it to them. But then when I find fans of Curb, they understand me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, I've, I've kind of, I've witnessed these types of situations. It's on Curb. Because he, in his real life, he has the same situation as me. He's hard, like, I have a hard time controlling my mouth. Mm -hmm. So it's always, you know how it is. It's always my mouth that gets me into something. As soon as words come out, I'm in a situation like, I shouldn't have said that this is going to, mm. this is going to start trouble now. <laughs> and then I get into a fucking, wait, what do you mean by that? And then yeah. I get this whole thing. I'm like, this. I always get myself into trouble like that. Yeah, you can relate a lot of people. Oh, that. I relate. Yeah. It, I'm him with hair. He's a genius. Like he's like, to me, he's like Eddie Murphy, you know, like one of those rare. One, once in a lifetime type of people. Yeah. Like that brings something unique and different and kind of like, I'll, I'll just go watch him. He brings something like completely different. You put, you have some Eddie Murphy in you on stage. You Eddie's the first one. Like, I think a lot of comedians. Like, is he the first one that of I the saw, first yeah. stand ups that you saw? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he's he, the OG. He's, he, well, he was the, he's not the OG, but he's the first oh. one that I was really exposed to with, it was actually Dano who uh, got a tape from Blockbuster. I still can't remember if it was Raw or Delirious that I saw first, but he showed it to me. We watched it in his basement. He's like, uh, oh, you got to watch this guy. This is so funny. And, you know, we were young, it was in high school. So we weren't really aware fully of like stand up culture. Yeah. Like, I never thought about it when I saw that. I didn't think about it as a job. I just thought, like, oh, this is amazing. He's fucking around like we do. Because he was making fun of the Italians. He was doing, he was mm. saying jokes like we would normally. Right. And I was like, it's amazing. So many people watching. So people like, like, sense of humor. People, it's not just an uh, us thing. But there's another community out there that mm. does this, you know? But I never thought twice about it. It was years later, and I watched a lot of stand-up, that I even fathomed ever going on stage. And I went after years of bullying. So I was like, you know what? I'll fucking go on stage. I'll prove to you guys uh, that yeah. it's not for me. And then the opposite happened, and I was like, uh, a lot of people have that story, though. I have talked to a lot of co comics. A lot of people went on stage the first time to stop getting harassed, to prove to their friends that, look, I'm the funny guy, but I'm not the funny guy on stage. Like, it's not the same thing. And a lot of people found the opposite, like other people related. And that's what happened to me. when I, That one night was supposed to be my only time ever going on, on stage at the Comedy Nest. It was an open mic. That was your first time? It, well, uh, it was in, uh, in 2012. Okay, I thought you did the works first. No, I did first the the nest, and then they invited me to the works, and I did oh, okay, that uh, right. that best of open mic yes. the first month. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's what it was. It was the nest. It was supposed to be a one time thing, mm -hmm. and then it just grew from there. A lot of times too, the friends get the like somebody one of their friends to go on stage because you know they're the funny one. They're like, yeah. you gotta go on, you gotta go on. So they do it. It doesn't work, bro. I've seen it at the nest. I've seen a lot where a lot of a lot of bros. I've seen a lot of bros. They go out and they go. 
Well, but thai, so my buddy is fucking this chick, but it's fucking ugly. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, that's not a joke, you know? And I was very scared to be that person that, okay, inside jokes, they're funny, yeah. but it's not going to work on stage. And then as soon as I felt like, oh, people get, like they were nodding their head, strangers, like, oh, I get what he's saying. I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. That's a weird feeling. Yeah. Like to have a stranger um, just f- connect with you, like understand something. And I remember I was like thinking in my head while I was talking, I was like, that's a weird, why did they laugh? Like, I don't know these people. How did they get that? Mm. But none of my stuff I thought w- was very inside. None of it was as inside as I thought. It was relatable. So even like, let's say now, like the Milton joke the and all that. Thing. Maybe nobody knows Milton. Yeah. But they they understand a guy in jail and having a yeah. friend that fucks up and does yeah. something. Yeah. So it was relatable on different aspects, on different right. levels. And mm-hmm. everyone knows a Milton or someone who knows a Milton. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that type of person. Yeah. yeah. That story. like That's a good story. Did you have it early on? You had it early on? Uh, I you... didn't have it early on. No, I didn't have it early on. Um, but when I developed it and it was good and I could use it. Yeah. Uh, but I, and now soon I'm going to start I'm going to stop telling it when I uh, I'm, I'm touring the hour now the second this hour is videotaped and done I have to do it in French once it's done I'm touring it in French I'm going to retire it because I'm going to put the videos online I okay. want people to see the full hour and then work on a new hour so once you put it online then you have to stop doing it you want to stop doing it yeah because uh, people know it it, and it's different when people see you twice on stage yeah. or three times on stage. It's different. Then they could see you multiple times because it's not out there. It's not the same. But right. for them to replay the video yeah. and then to come watch you for stand-up, I find it's not like music. It, it, it ruins the So there's the two things. Thing. I, I think you're right. But I find like just talking to people, sometimes they want to see some of that stuff. And sometimes they bring people... Like they tell their friends, you got to see this bit. You got to yes. see him do this joke. Agreed. So they come, they want to see that. I agree with you. That's why you so could I'm do it. Like, yeah. No, no, you could always, until you put it online. My thing is the second it's on video, yeah. that's when you stop. You, should, you shouldn't. Mm. It's not like uh, albums where they release an album, uh, musicians, and then they tour that album. And people want to sing along to the song. Nobody wants to sing along to our jokes. They want to laugh. They want to be surprised. Right. So you can do the same joke a million times. It doesn't matter. But I find that the retirement of the joke is two things. One, if the joke doesn't work or two is once it's, it's online. And that's Mm. why I feel like when you're ready to get rid of it, get rid of it, you put online so that it stays forever. It's there. Right. Once you're ready to part with it, because I know it's hard to part with jokes for me too. There's certain jokes that it's hard for me to be like, I'm never going to do this one again. It's crazy. Yeah. But I I feel like you're ready to do that when you put online and then that's your billboard. People see that 45 minutes, that half hour, 15, whatever you put online. Yes. And they're like, Oh fuck, I like this guy. So then when you go to their town, obviously they don't want to see that, same thing they saw mm. it, but they want to see that type of humor. Yeah. So you use that best uh, couple of minutes that you've built up, mm-hmm. and that becomes your billboard. That's right. why I was going to do it this summer. I was going to record in English, put it up, but then I was uh, people told me don't do it yet because you're touring that hour in in French also. So people who are bilingual, you might ruin your jokes because they might watch it and then come to the French room and be like, "Fuck, I know them because I saw them in English." Yeah. Mm. So I, it might take another year before I put that all online. But uh, which is good for me because then I, I don't have to start writing too too much for the fall mm. Canada tour thing. So we'll be good. You're doing a tour? Uh, Mike. Uh, He's doing tour, and I think we're doing two drink minimum live at the same time. So I remember, like, just Eddie Murphy, when people started watching it, they would watch it over and over, and they knew the jokes. Mm. They knew the jokes. They would repeat the jokes, but they couldn't stop watching it. Like, people would watch it. Like Yeah, the special you could rewatch, but you're not going to keep paying money to watch the exact same joke. That's it. Yeah, it was different Mm. because you had the special. If you had, because I put on uh, specials, I could rewatch a special. Yeah. uh, And I'll enjoy it, but not, I I won't go to the theater two times, two nights in a row necessarily to go watch the same exact thing. That's it. It's different now. 
But yeah. who, like, who in comics do you like that you watch, or who inspires you? I don't watch that many anymore because I don't want to get influenced too really? much. Yeah, because I want to have my own voice. Yeah, I don't want to talk. That's why I also don't hang out around open mics a lot. Uh, I'll go do what I have to do and then leave because I don't want to get influenced. Right. But I still, I have to watch everything Bill Burr comes out with because he has a voice that I that resonates with me that I connect with. That I'm like, yeah. okay, I get exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Um. And I think I mean right now Chappelle and Bill Burr are really until Louis comes out with a new thing. Uh, they're the ones that I'll watch. I'll watch Ari Shafir as well. But uh, Bill Burr and Chappelle are the ones that I have to drop everything and I have to watch it. Right. Yeah. To me, they're, they're, they're the greats right now. Yeah. So I have to see what they're doing. And Chappelle's last one was amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was but I didn't expect one. anything less. Um, well, the ones before, like he came out with two of them. One of them he... Back to back, the one in Houston. And right. Yeah, yeah. They were okay. One of them he's sitting down in, Bell, a, yeah. in a comedy club. Yeah. <clears throat> they were okay. But this was... I just thought next level. Yeah, he's bringing it like his early stuff. He, I guess he just well the other stuff I think it was recorded before. He just made a deal with Netflix to sell it, sell, sell them to them. He he played okay. it fucking smart as a businessman and as a comedian. Okay, Chappelle played it smarter than anyone else. It couldn't have been that that much before because he's talked about like current stuff like yeah, you see Smoogie. Oh no, that's this one that he talked about. Just, I'm talking yeah. about the two before. Oh no, the two not before those. they were no, recorded. No. This one here. Oh, like, this one was uh, he did it fresh. He did it for Netflix. Oh, okay, it was re- the deal was for ne- that that was his special for Netflix. Like, a really really good. Bit. It was amazing. Like that one there, you see the L- uh, justice for juicy. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the LGBTQ part with the letter people. That, yeah. that was great. Yeah, LeBron, everything. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. What were you going to say? Me, I'm really digging uh, Andrew, his crowd work. Andrew Schultz. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Schultz. Schultz is uh, great, too. His Sh- crowd work makes me die. You were on stage with Schultz in the summer, no? You in did the, the outdoor summer, show. Yeah. yeah, he was at Just for Laughs. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, got a huge following. Yeah, mm. and he mm. built it <clears throat> literally from scratch. I, I didn't know this, but I found out from... Um, who was telling me? Vlad was telling I, I was talking to someone who told me that they remember Schultz was coming up here. I think Sid told me. No, was it Sid? Fuck. Anyway, I want to give credit to the person, but I keep forgetting who told me. Uh, Sid, uh, sorry, um, Schultz was coming up here from New York, mm-hmm. driving up here to showcase for Jimbo at the works back in the day. And he wasn't even just driving up to headline. He was just to middle or just to showcase. And he was still dedicated enough to drive up on his own dime. He wasn't getting put up, right? So he's been dedicated and working at this for years. Okay. It's not a new, like people are like, oh, look, he's a sensation overnight. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This guy put in the fucking work. Yeah. That you have to respect that. You know how much work there is in this? Oh, man, it's a grind. Yeah, it's a it's fucking a grind. huge grind. You got to yeah. respect that shit. And sometimes you see somebody like that. It's really polished, really funny. You don't realize how many years like they started, how much work they put into mm. it. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It doesn't... Uh, none of this shit comes easy. Poseidon is the lucky one. He's he's just reaping the rewards of all this. <laughs> well, because I've seen the evolution. Yeah? Also, yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's witnessed from... We all- started almost the same time. When did you start? 2012. When? Um, October in October 2012. Oh, so I started before you, April. You started in April. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I did the contest stuff too at the works. I I, I did uh, a mic, the open mic at the Nest, my first time, and then uh, I met uh, Iman there. She was hosting, I think, that night. Yeah. Oh, and she told me, "Oh, you're really good. Do you want to come do the open the contest?" And I said, I "This is my first time." Yeah. Yeah, and she didn't believe me, mm. and then that's how it all kind of snowballed. Right. Yeah. And you were there for that. The beginnings? Well, you you the were beginning, there. Beginnings? No, I don't know if you, no, I didn't. I didn't know him no. yet. I met him that year, though. I think. Yeah. I no, met. You, I met. Yeah, I met you in October. I think of that year. And you picked I, up possibly. quick. I remember. Like, I, you, I picked up really quick. Yeah. Yeah, like you were. Weren't you opening for Angelo at one point? Uh, I did that years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, um, Ottawa and Montreal. But even before that, like, uh, so I did my first open mic. 
at the Comedy Nest in April of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then October of that year, I did. Uh, they did a Friday night late night show at the Nest. So it was my first time get, really getting paid for comedy. Right. was within those few months. Okay. So um, I think Rodomsky had put that show together. It was a late, uh, it was like Comedy Nest Presents. So in October, I had gone paid to do that. And then I just kept kind of, you know, little movements. Yeah. Little traction. Baby steps. Yeah, Baby but steps. No, I remember you were going quick. Yeah, but, w- but people had mentioned it when I started too. They go, this is, you're getting it a little too fast. Like you're going a little. No, I mean, listen, it, Angelo, because Angelo's pretty big. And you don't really do, like your material's not, it's not like a theme. Like you don't really do Greek, no, not Greek material or you don't. Um, no, I'm because I wasn't influenced by uh, I wasn't influenced by ethnic comedy. Right. I was influenced by uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah. you know, Burr, Chappelle. I was influenced by Carlin. I was influenced by a lot of people who just speak their mind and yeah. make it funny, talk about their lives. So I don't have the instinct to be like, isn't it crazy that we have long names? I don't have that instinct. Yeah, I never. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. He knows I don't like ethnic uh, yeah. humor. Have you ever tried? Like, do you speak? I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I've done. A, I remember I did a show in the South Shore maybe a year or two ago, um, and they were Greeks, so they asked like, "Hey, by the way, because they're all Greeks here, can you do something Greek?" I think so. I, was, I made a couple I, I of references. Done You've done it at the restaurant. Yeah, I, I did a couple, and they love them. They got them because if I want to, I could. Obviously, I'm Greek, so I, I know what it's like to be Greek. Mm. Um, but and the jokes that I said were kind of uh, even people that weren't Greek could laugh at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that I had to use some Greek words. Just something that happened on a plane on the way back from LA. There was a the, pl- the plane was delayed, and I swore in Greek. And I was like, I'm, and then I heard a Greek guy in front, like oh, like a guy. He's like, oh, there's a Greek guy here. And then his wife yelled at him, mind your own fucking business, Dimitri. And this whole thing was happening. Uh, and I was like, isn't it funny? You could find us everywhere, and this whole thing. But Greeks got it and they laughed at that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have. I don't have it in me to do that like the whole time. Like our names are long. Don't we love feta? And yeah. I, I feel hacky. I'd rather talk about like dates, yeah. uh, politics, uh, you know, breaking up, um, you know, awkward situations in my life, my friends, yeah. that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, I think you can talk about who you are because, you know, that's how you grew up and stuff. Yeah. But if it's relatable for everyone, because everybody can relate. Everyone can relate the way I do it now. But if I would just make it specific to Greeks, yeah, I, I lose the majority of my audience. Yeah, then it's more of a target audience. And yeah. You're, you're limited. I don't want to do that. I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And I know that I'm lucky. Like, you're all of us. You know how lucky we are to be able to go on stage and tell jokes and yeah. people, strangers could laugh at you. But it's, Greek audiences, I think, are like Italian audiences. I think they're some of the best audiences. Yeah. They love comedy. They support comedy. They're, they'll come out. They make amazing audiences. They make, but it depends what demographic you want to fall into. Because if I do the hacky stuff, I would get an older demographic okay. that I can't do the stuff that I love doing. Because even with Angelo, yeah, when I opened for him, this was years ago. But when I did in Ottawa, it was there was a lot more younger people in the audience, and they fucking loved it. We came here, went to Laval. There's a lot more older people in the audience. Yeah. And they were uncomfortable a bit with some of the stuff I was saying. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because you can't talk about blowjobs and this and that. They're older yeah. fucking people. You right. know, it's like talking about that to your mom. <laughs> blowjobs didn't weird. exist back then. <laughs> oh, no, they weren't invented. <laughs> so little, little things like that. That's why I don't I don't want to mislead people. That's why I don't like people selling me as the Greek guy. And this, I don't like that because then you get no, no. audiences that they're like, oh, fuck, he's going to talk about being Greek. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then they come, they're like, what? He never once mentioned how long his name is. You know, like, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like we do a lot of shows with Neil, Neil Jana. Yeah. His audiences, he has a lot, like a, a big uh, Greek following. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Have you done some of those? Uh, he invited me to, to do the Greek ones. I said no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one is Neil. That restaurant is the Neil. The restaurant was Neil. I did that. 
because it was a fundraiser for a school I used to go to. So I I, okay. I wanted to, yeah. to help out. But he invited me to the one in the West Island or whatever the fuck it was. And I yeah. told him no because I don't because it's not it's misleading, I told him. Because a lot of these people they're gonna be like, oh, a Greek they're I know the type of demographic. They're gonna expect something. Something that they're not gonna get. Um, same thing, they they asked me, Angelo, they they hired Angelo because they were gonna hire me to do this fundraiser here. Yeah. And I told the guy no, and he got mad at me. He's like, Why the fuck not? And I go, trust me. I'm not the de- like the demographic that's gonna come. They're not for me. He's like, no, but you know, you're a comedian. You're big now. Like, yeah. I go, I understand. But the people who, the people who know about just for laughs, the people who uh, are Joe Rogan fans, they're not the people you're selling these tickets to. You're selling them to sixty year old Greek men and women. I'm not for them. If I could be a dick, take your money, do the fundraiser, get them all pissed off, and then fuck off. I'm not gonna do that. I, if you want, I told them I'll help you with marketing or posters. I don't mind. Yeah. But get someone else. And that's they're like I think they got Ange. But his school, like the schools that he does, and some of the the, yeah. the shows, they're not like it's it's a mixed crowd. Younger, it's a mixed crowd, older, yeah. Mi- and they're not like. But I'm a club. I'm a club comic. I'm not a. Yeah, but that's it. They just want to laugh. If you're funny, you're funny. You know, yeah. like okay, they might hear your name and expect a, f- a few things. But if it's not themed ethnic, yeah, I'm all for it. Because none se- of us, sorry, like we're you know he doesn't have any other comics who d- does that kind of material, Greek comics, and yeah, you know they love the show so. But when I do his shows normally, because it's not uh, uh, Neil doesn't tell me oh it's ethnic or whatever they they normally go well. But the second I feel there's a theme like that, I don't do it because it's a hundred percent misleading. Okay, yeah. It's uh because for me, I, I it's not what you're gonna get from me. Yeah, you know it's uh yeah. and I don't want to be the guy like well I did my job bro pay me like, like no no I, no no <laughs> I'm smart enough to understand yeah. that you know I don't want to lie to people right and uh, get them to expect that plus uh, if you if you're younger and you kind of get what i do even if you're like there's um like the guys at uh was it cafe cleopatra the the owner the greek guy yeah, yeah, from yeah, Greece, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had came to watch during just for laughs and i was doing my show there because he heard oh it's a greek mm. guy doing it he loved the show but he he yeah. was never misled the show never wrote a greek guy doing greek things about yeah. being greek he's like oh a comedian but he happens to be greek yeah so he had a great time the guy because he's like he his expectations were he's gonna be a funny guy just talking about his life. Right. He wasn't expecting what's to do with olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you can use it to lather your tits. You can bathe in it. Because <laughs> yeah. imagine all my insults are all Greek food related. Like I, uh, you look like a nerd, buddy. You're extra virgin with my olive oil. Like, yeah, just uh, so stupid. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, come that out. Would be though. cringy. I love those crowds. Those we're, crowds. Where where are you from, by the way? I never asked you. Are you from uh, St. Leonard, Montreal, Laval? Born in Lachine? What do you mean? He's Italian. We're very close to kicking you out of this fucking podcast. You, you, you have provided nothing. What is it? I was born in Lachine. Thanks for this, by the way, bro. Oh, no problem. Dude, so cool. No problem. He made I it. Like, I intimidated a guy and cut in front of him to get it, by the way. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What'd you say? It's okay, finish it. I'll say it after. You, okay. say what you know who I am? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's you don't fight him, bro. It's actually funny because I wasn't trying to intimidate him. No? Yeah. He was just God intimidated? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Hey, man, how's it going? Oh, so sorry. <laughs> I was born in Lachine. Hmm. Um, and uh, we moved to uh, Montreal North. Oh, God, okay. That's yeah. where you get all your impressions from. Then Laval, so it was a mix, you know. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. That's why you're good at the impressions. But school, like in in Lachine, not so much. But when I got to Montreal North, it was like culturally diverse. Yeah, everyone's there. Everybody, yeah. yeah. So that's where we really uh, you got to learn from everybody. So a lot of Haitians. My school, high school, we were two thousand students. God damn. Yeah, it was like 
That's a lot of kids. And uh, I think a third were Haitian. About a third. Uh, God damn. Yeah. So why are you freaking out? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not How racist say, are I'm you? I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say. Well, it. you already did. I'm not gonna. You <laughs> already said it. You already said it. Yeah. So one third of my school was Haitian. Oh God! What the fuck is that? What, what is that about? Oh my God! What were the rape statistics like? Well, what's the robbery? What's going on there? What, like you freak out. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And they're the best crowds. The hate yes, audience. of course. Yeah, yes, they, they love. The they love best. to laugh. If you're good, oh, you're gonna have the best time. And if you're uh, shit, you know it right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember Abba in Preacher's room, um, bootlegger. Yeah, I used to do it all the time. Oh man, yeah. that room. That was a fun room. Just like yeah. amazing. They stand up. They're good, just like the French Quebecers. They're good comedy yeah. audiences. Yeah. They, 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 they have yeah, fun. But they like want to laugh. Yeah, but like you said, if it's not, sometimes it can turn, you know? Sometimes they'll be like... Oh, if you're not doing well? Yeah. Whereas... Any black audience is going to let you know. Which, can I tell yeah. something? That's the best way, though. Yeah. No. That's the best fucking way. Because that's how you learn, and they, they don't sugarcoat it. No. They're, they don't tap you on the back like, well, you tried. They're no. like, why do you suck? Yeah. No. And it, you can't be hacky and phony. Like, no, 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 They don't fuck around like that. Some yeah. crap and some bull, you know? Like, they're going to... You'll feel it right away. So I love those crowds. Yeah. Way. Uh, you're right there beside you. You're freaking out. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> why, I, why do you think I'm freaking out? I, don't know, I feel like racism is leaking from your pores. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I was about to say they are the, the best crowd. Who? Because they want to laugh. Listen, yeah. bro. Don't, don't talk to me. You're not a comedian. Stop, stop, stop jumping in like I know. When I perform, it's the best crowd. <laughs> no, no, no. What the fuck you're talking about? Poseidon? I've watched so much comedy that. It, stop. You can't use that as a as a crutch all the time. Like oh, wow. whenever you say something stupid, you, you, your crutch is always. But I've watched comedy. Like, like you know, lot. when I'm preparing my set, he's like, I know. What do you mean? How do you know? I watch a lot. That doesn't mean it. <laughs> it's like you know how to build a car. I watch a lot of car shows. <coughs> I drive a lot. I, I, let me tell you. You come to most of his shows. Yeah, he comes it's to a lot of them. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm his uh, little helper. There's nothing little about you. <laughs> and you're not helpful all the time. Bro. You're <laughs> all the times I hinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a hindrance. It's good um, support. So, yeah, dude. So, you you started the same time as me. Yeah. You ever leave the city to do anything? Or, uh, yeah. like, do you, like, now, forget the, the dates that you have booked. I mean, before that, to go try out your shit. Yeah, I did Toronto. I did a few clubs. I did the. How Ottawa, was it in Toronto? Cornwall. And did you do this? Because you, the only thing I ever told you was the second you lose local references, yeah. you're going to cash in a check for a million dollars. Because everyone in North America can enjoy your stuff. Yeah. As soon as it's not locally based, yeah. you're, you, I can't see anything stopping you. Well, I use it wherever I go. Like here, I, I use it because it's you're the here. audience. Yeah. But if I go to Toronto... So I'm in not... Toronto, that's what I was going to ask you. In Toronto, did you look up and you're like, I'm going to use these references? Yeah, well, ah, I just... That's amazing. Like I, not, it, was, it was more like I went through my material and I said, okay, I'm not going to obviously speak French or okay. do... If the punchline is in English, it's okay. There are certain things that I'm speaking French just to set it up, but then the punches are in English. That works. But if it's like French, like some of my Haitian stuff, I can't do it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Those specific, actually. So when I do that, I just don't do that material and I do something else. Like Toronto, these, these shows I'm I'm doing at the end. Of, yeah. Like, I can't do any of that stuff. But in Toronto, you killed, I'm assuming? I did well. I did a few in Toronto. Um, I did a wedding and I did a corporate gig. The wedding must have been tough. The wedding was tough. Um, I did a couple of weddings. Sometimes they're really tough. Wedding, yeah, because no, because you're first of all, you're far away from the audience. You're on the like in the middle of the dance floor, and they're not there for that. Nobody's here. Like you're alone, and then everybody's far away, like in a round, and it's not as intimate, and it's hard. When they're not there for comedy, it is brutal. Yeah, that's where like you you know you you bomb or whatever. Yeah, 
they're all round tables. So some people like you're just they can't even see you. They don't want to turn around. Yeah. Whatever. Oh uh, yeah. And then if they start eating, like now, you know, you have it announced, you don't want them to be eating while you perform, but sometimes they're eating. It's like a, it could be a disaster. Yeah, yeah I avoid that shit. But, but I like the Ottawa. Yeah. Eh? People have have gotten comics to do co- uh, weddings all yeah, the time. They yeah. get everything. They get dance troops, sometimes, comedians. Why? Sometimes they just want you to host, so you're just hosting the evening. And you know, like, hey, give it up for the bride and groom, huh? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Some yo. people do that. I know a lot of comedians who do that. Paul, Paul does that a lot. Baluya. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they want you to do a set, and like now I'm careful if I do them or not. I I don't really. Yeah, me I me to. I'm very now. I, I I used to say yes to everything because yeah. I thought that's what you have to do, and then now for stuff like that I'm like no this anything that all this does is reduce my my brand like it just kills the mm. like even yesterday we went me and Mike we did a a bar show yeah and I got pissed off because nine not nine let's say 80 percent of the place wasn't listening they were talking yelling so and they didn't realize what they were getting yeah. like how much tickets are mm. from mike and all that they were getting if they were paying attention they were getting their fucking they were living there was a situation there yeah. Yeah. but they didn't realize it uh there was one weirdo who just kept taking pictures uh should i didn't ask i was gonna ask her but i didn't realize until after like videos and pictures of everyone but i never asked her, like what's this for yeah I, I, like i only realized later that she didn't work there i thought she worked there the whole time now that I think about it, I should have asked, like, what are, what are those for? Anyway, yeah, that's crazy. So, but some rooms are not conducive to comedy, and, and it's like, it's not even worth doing. Yeah. If they're not there for the show, sometimes they don't know there's a show, and they, they're they there with their buddies. They want to have a good time or whatever. I, I agree. I, I completely agree with them. It's yeah. just, that's up to the producer of the show to make sure yeah. there's some kind of understanding or they know what they're getting themselves into. Right. Uh, but for me, it was an uphill battle yesterday, because, first of all, even the photo they used for, for the flyer, yeah. was it looked... Uh, it was I, I I said on stage I go it looks like I'm the final boss in a game about date rapists <laughs> like it was it was bad like I have hundreds of photos of me smiling and they picked one of me like this like, <laughs> so I was like come on guys uh, but we tried we we tried our best to do it it was yeah. just the people that were listening had a good time mm-hmm. but it was it's dude it's so fucking hard to yeah. when people are and especially when they're right next to you and they're just having their own conversation yeah it's uh yeah but was the person taking pictures or filming. So at first I thought she was filming. I think she might have filmed some of my set too in the What's beginning. What's up with people filming? Last yeah. week, two people in like two I'm not supposed to do that. No, man, no, I catch no. somebody fucking filming a set. Bro, me, I'm fucking throwing them Yeah, yeah I no, think, but I haven't been tagged on anything online. So that now I'm thinking maybe it's for her own personal archives. I don't know if I've seen this girl before. But at the beginning, I noticed, I was. I turned around, I see her with her camera looking at me. And I go, if this bitch is filming, do I say something? Then I saw her again when I got off stage. She was doing it to every comic, taking pictures. I go, okay, she, and she's walking around, standing up. Okay, she probably works here or works with the... And then I after, now I only realize, like, wait a second. They never introduced... I don't think she worked. I think she was just some weirdo just taking pictures of everyone. Some weird bro. As long as there's no videos of me online doing yeah. s- material that I want to do, right. uh, I'm fine. Sometimes uh, they don't know, but, like, a lot of clubs announce it. Like, you go to Absolute, they say it, no filming. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they don't know, and they're like, oh, I like this person. Maybe, you know, I'll show my friends. And they're not doing it maliciously. But, like, uh, last week at the Comedy Nest, I see someone filming right in front of me, and he's just like this. So I'm like, filming. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you break your set and say something? So I didn't, I didn't say anything then. We told him after, like we sent somebody to go tell yeah. him. And then Sunday I did Sid's room. Did you ever do uh, the brass door? I've never done the brass door. I do his other rooms, but same thing. Sometimes I, I just look. I'll be like, yeah. No. So let's Sid is amazing. If somebody's filming when Sid is around, oh, he doesn't fuck around. No. So let's say like he'll he'll fuck Sid's him. gonna be a guest on this show in two weeks, I think. <laughs> He comes. Let's say you're like you're in front of me and you're filming. You're there, so yeah. he'll come and he'll do this. He'll push and go. There's no filming, and he'll get in your face. Yeah. <laughs> no 
So he's right in your face. Yeah, he doesn't play. Yeah, there's Hello. no filming. And he brings your hand down with the phone. There's no filming. And he goes like this. Well, his brother's a professional fucking comedian. Yes. He knows. So Sunday, uh, we're at the brass door, and the host, uh, Chris Dolger, says, guys, no filming, whatever. When I'm on, I was like the third comedian, and maybe the guy was filming the whole time. Nobody noticed, whatever. But he's like this. Oh, not just sitting there with the phone. Just sitting open. there like this with his phone. So I don't, before I could even say anything, Sid comes, <laughs> brings his hand down, puts his head, and he stayed there till he deleted it on his phone. Oh, so I love that. So he tells him, he tells him, I okay, like uh, you can't film whatever. Okay, now delete it. And the guy's like, what? Delete it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Let me see your trash bin. Let me see. Empty the bin. Empty the bin. <laughs> I love Sid. <laughs> he's, he's the a, best. He's amazing. Sid Color. I'm gonna message Leonard actually once this is over just to ask him like, does he know who that chick was? Uh, if it was pictures. No, or because video. that's the thing. You, sometimes you're testing stuff. You don't want it to. Yeah, be exactly. And I fucked around with even my good stuff. I fucked around with it yesterday just to mm. you know play games because yeah. nobody was listening. So, sometimes uh, it's new bits. Like you yeah. can't be filming. Dude, so at one point to... to try to get everyone together, do you know what I said? Because mm. everyone was separated, yelling. I go, okay, let's try to find common ground. How do we all feel about Hitler? <laughs> And then some people were like, what the fuck? And then I was like, we hate him. We hate him. And people were like, yeah, we hate him. And I was like, there we go. Common ground. And then I was like, what about the Swiss, though? And then I was like, I feel the room's divided on them. And I had this whole thing. But if you take that out of context, you're like, yeah. how do you feel about Hitler? And just cut that. They're like, this guy's out there promoting Nazi shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you don't want that. So I'm going to ask yeah. Leonard if he knows who that broad was. Um, you can't do that. You can't. And I was nice to her. Uh, but uh, not that I realized. I go, fuck, she didn't. Fuck, she probably didn't work there. I was nice to her because I thought she was part of the yeah. crew. And I'm like, they don't have a... Like, I'm thinking about it. I go, if they had a crew, they wouldn't have used that photo. No, but that's the only difficult part today with stand-up. Like, before, you wouldn't... Nobody had these phones and you weren't filming sets. Yeah. Now, like, people are filming, recording, and... It changes everything for us. Yeah. Like, as uh, it's something I never had to worry about before. Like, um... But also, for us, it's weird now because I also never had... For the past, what is it, year, year and a half is when we started to get actual people who like our stuff that became fans right. that wanted to come watch us, support us. So before that, we didn't have fans. Like I didn't have fans. I had people that enjoyed comedy that I would mm -hmm. see at shows, you know, mm -hmm. but now that there's fans involved, yeah, it gets a little tricky because there's two types of fans. There's the toxic fans that kind of want to fuck you over in a yeah. bit. And then there's the ones that no matter what they're there, they're going to buy tickets. They're going to support. They're going to. Mm. So when you you're in a, in a place where you don't know who's who, yeah, and then you have that fucking one idiot who's filming. You're doing the opposite. You know, you're starting trouble. It's weird, but I'm a fucking fan, bro. It's yeah, but these are the fucking rules. Yeah, you can't film. Right. Like Mike show the lady who bit your guy's tit in the audience yeah, in Laval yeah, yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. That that who, lady was a fan. There was a, show? Uh, Mike Mike Ward. Got a, yeah, yeah, there's always some, bro, always live shows when there's like a there's thousand people, something's gonna happen. People, yeah. bro. So even my show, sometimes something happens and I don't know how to deal with it, especially when I see a face that I know. Yeah. And it's a fan. I know it's a guy who comes to a lot of shows and then he'll fuck around or her mess with it. And I'm like, why are, because then how do I explain to other comics that the guy being belligerent and fucking up your sets is a fan of my work? Do you know what I mean? It's, if they're a real fan, they're not gonna do that. But obviously. that's the thing. But they, they, they think they're helping some people. Okay. Some people are. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in, a, we're in a different spot. So now you don't know people taking your picture, people looking at you, if they're happy. Yeah. And like, I want to take his picture because I want to, yeah, I saw my uh, guy that I like. Or if it's people that are just trying to fuck you over. Right. Like, fuck this guy. Fucking straight white man up here talking about Hitler. Like, you don't know. You don't know anymore who's who. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird situation that you find yourself in. Some hecklers want to be picked on. Like, they do it on purpose. They're there for fun. They want to, you know, heckle so that you pick on them. Yeah. They're there with their friends, and they like that. That's yeah. stupid, though. Yeah, but I, I kind of... I don't like people fucking up the show. They don't understand that it's not just you. 
you're not there alone with your buddies. Yeah. Other people paid money for t- and they want to see a show. Yeah. They're not as entertained if I call your best friend a faggot. You might be entertained like, I know, bro, fucking Steve's a big fag. <laughs> yeah, you might be happy. But everyone else is like, I don't care about Steve being a faggot. Tell us more about your gay friend. You know? <laughs> Tell us more about your gay friend that doesn't know he's gay. The face you did when you said, yeah, bro. Like, that was very funny. Yeah, that's what they do. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of goofs. But yeah. that's also the advantage of building your own fan base. Like now with Patreon, with the podcast, the good mm. thing about building your own fan base is you start getting people that enjoy your work, know your work. Yeah. And when they support, it's because they want you to do well. Mm-hmm. So... They're the first ones that are going to buy your tickets. Mm. So you already know that off the bat, the, the, the majority of the people that are going to be at the show are people that are on the same wave. Like they're good people that want to enjoy it. Right. So it helps because when you don't have a fan base and people put shows together, you have no control over who's going to come. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's going to fucking show up. Right. Like me, when I go to cities I've never been to, that's always my fear yeah. is number one, are people going to show up? And who is going to show up? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be comedy fans, people that just are like, ah, there's an event tonight. Let me, you know, you don't know what you're going to get yeah. when you're in a new place. And I'm doing that this whole year. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to places I've never been a lot. That's why so I'm like, always nervous about that. That's why I like the clubs because it's usually people like out of town or whatever. You, yeah. you don't know who the audience is. They don't know who you are. But like they're there for comedy. And even the comedy nest. Different audiences, so yeah. it's a good test. It's well, the audience at the Peronis and at the Nest is a very good test. Yes, there's the other room, uh, the hostel. Oh, the M Bar. Yeah, that's the- such a good looking room, such a fun room. The only problem with that room is that you don't know. Some days you might get ninety percent of the crowd doesn't speak English properly. What? Well, that's I find it a good test because it's Europeans, Americans, people from Australia, like you know. But your saying? references might not work. Like I had once, it was mostly Germans, right? And they weren't getting the references, so then I made a reference they can get, and uh, yeah, yeah. They didn't but like it's, that. A, it's a good test because you, you know were there that you, night. Yeah, I was there. Bro. You, they didn't like a comedian. It doesn't matter who it was, but they didn't like the comedian before me, and he happened to be Jewish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they just didn't like his comedy. It had to do with him being uh, Jewish. So yeah, when I uh, went there, I said, Isn't is it weird for you guys as Germans coming here and yeah. you know the Jewish guy and you don't like him at all? Right. You know, uh, if you did your job properly, you could have fixed this. It would have never happened to you guys. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, they were like, What the fuck? You know? Yeah. Uh, the Jewish comedian that. was like, That's a good line. Uh, the, the Germans <laughs> were like, Don't bring that shit up. Don't bring that shit up. <laughs> I remember that man. Yeah, you were there, you were there. Uh, that's a good uh, crowd and it's a good way to test your stuff. If you want to make you know, do stuff that's non local or just relevant to everybody. I love that room. That room for me is a little difficult when it's too many tourists because a lot of my references are about life in North America. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they might not get it. Yeah. So you, though, because of the energy, because of the impressions, that's what I'm yeah. telling you. There's a check with at least a million dollars out there for you. <laughs> it's just waiting for you to go grab it. No joke. There's, I don't know that many comics in Montreal mm. that have that type of mass appeal. You, I feel it's just like a matter of time before you, you know, you figure it out, you, what to do to go somewhere else or whatever, and it, it just explodes. Because yeah, it's so um, easy to get people on board with your comedy at a show. Whereas yeah. me, I could have difficulty. If it's the wrong per- the wrong mindset, they're like, mm, I don't know about this guy. You, it's not like that. You're like, oh, fuck, I get behind this. This is a fun <laughs> time. It's true. It's just the way it is. That's you know. No, I, I mean, it depends on It'd the It would be crowds. easier for me if it was like you, but it's not. You have that, you have that ability, you know? Thanks. I mean, it depends on the audiences. But um, what I find really hard is, because you do this, you do this well, like you're, like my social media for me, I find that. Oh, I was gonna mention that that you're very shit at social media. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. You know me. what I mean? Like, but do you find because your your podcast, your uh, your you tweet a lot, yeah. your Instagram, and well, Instagram, puppy. But do you find like because now 
obviously before you're a comedian, that's it. You you do your shows, you might do a couple of interviews, but now you're people are always on social media. Yeah. I actually feel bad. I feel guilty. Are you on social media a lot? Yeah. What do you use? He's on Instagram a lot. Instagram, Twitter. And Grinder. And, and Grinder and what was that other game one? He Anyways. texts his dad a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I always feel sometimes I almost feel guilty because we're always on there. Selling we always stuff? have to tell people come oh, here I... like this, you know, uh, come to this show, please come support. I feel bad. Like I feel so, like I used to feel yeah. the same way. Look, I used to feel the exact same way. I still kind of do. And that part I don't like. I hate. I, I've been, I've but we've been through this together. You have to do it. But what I noticed is when I don't do it, my numbers drop because there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. No. Let's say I post something ten times. Yeah. The same person isn't going to see it all. They might see it three times once because they're not always on mm. when you're on or when no. they, it doesn't always come up in their feed. So there's so much shit happening. Yeah. If you don't promote and remind people, they forget. Yeah. And they either won't come to a show, they won't watch your stuff. And then I noticed, like I said, with Patreon. At first, I was like, I don't want to push Patreon too much. Whoever jumps, jumps. But when I wasn't mentioning in the beginning, the numbers were slow. But every time I'd mention on my live stream or whatever, p- p- new signups, when I would post about it, hey, by the way, this show is now exclusive on, yeah. on this, go watch it. Bam, one, two, one, two, another two sign, another two signups. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, you have to share yeah. because people do, people have lives. Yes. They forget. They have other shit to do. They see something. They're like, oh, Gino's going here. I'll buy tickets. And then something happens. They forget. Yeah. If you don't remind them, there's a million things. There's people. There's ads online. There's people's statuses. There's photos. There's asses. There's, it's full of shit online. Yeah. So you have to keep promoting your shit. Just the what part that's aggressive that I don't do, I don't do the individual stuff anymore. Yeah, You I know, know that, when people yeah. go on, on, on Facebook and they invite everyone? Yeah. I might do that once a year for something this and that, that I think people might be interested. But in general, I post it and let you share it or whatever. I don't like the individual one by one because when I get those, if the same person keeps inviting me to the same thing over and over, I get pissed off. Okay. So that to me is too intrusive. Right. It's like, okay, I get it, bro. But if I post it because the people who are following me, they're going to see it. If you already aren't interested and you're not following my updates, yeah. me inviting you directly is not going to help. No. Yeah, yeah. You don't care about what I'm doing. Right. So that's, but we, ha- but we have no choice, dude. I dude, hate social media. I've like, said this before that social media, if I stop being a comic, if something happens and I, I'm dumping all of it. Before you were a comic, did you have it? I had uh, a Facebook, I got Facebook late. I got, even MSN, I jumped on late. Yeah. And even when I had Facebook, it was just so I could fuck all my friends. And the only reason I started to get on Twitter, yeah. uh, Instagram came later, all that was just to promote comedy that's it like before comedy i don't i wasn't doing any of it my so, personal page on facebook I, I don't there's not an update there the only updates that show up is when people tag my personal page instead of my fan page like i don't post on uh yeah on my personal page, and that's the only personal one i have instagram it's for comedy my facebook page is for comedy twitter for comedy so. so i think there's two things if you're on social media a lot i find at one point like how do you have a life there you go you're doing your shows you're writing your shows you're preparing your shows then when you're not doing that you're advertising. You're always online. I'm always what busy, but do? I prepare stuff before. You don't. I could. You could schedule posts. Like I don't. All my posts that yeah. you see are not done live. Right. But I, I, it's, it's hard to have a life. I find if you're doing all of that and you're doing it well, you know. Mm, yes and no, but it's all part of it. Like I'd rather work hard at this and yeah. make sure that comedy writing all that is my career, than half-ass it. Yeah. And yeah. you know have to. D- quit or do a day job show yeah, so yeah. that's why i'm like i'd rather go full force on this right instead of working for someone else yeah no but i but i mean like you're putting i want to put energy in the craft try to be funnier try to be better yeah. and, and do that do more shows it and all everything. goes hand in hand because if you do 
it doesn't matter how good you are if nobody sees you. Yeah, I get it. And no, it's it's helpful and all. I just find you still need a balance because then you're you're gonna go crazy. That's all you're doing. Yeah, it is all you you do for a while. It's all yeah. you do, but then you get into a rhythm. Yeah, you mm. get into a rhythm where you know, okay, uh, on set, let's say. I don't know, Friday morning, I'm going to spend 20 minutes, set up all my posts for next week. Okay. And they're going to post at this time. Nah, nah, right. nah. I don't have to think about it again. It's going to do it automatically. Yeah. Uh, then uh, my writing is that, you know, you, you compartmentalize everything yeah. and you get it done. But if you just do everything last minute, you don't think, like you don't prepare. Right. Oh, that must get crazy. Like I have scheduled podcast interviews yeah. for like the next month. I have the days, the times. I know who I'm with. I'm not waiting till the last minute to freak mm. out. Okay. So um, But that's smart. That makes sense. Then there's also... I don't want to, like, you feel like you're bothering or you're being intrusive. Yeah, I feel whatever. like that all the time, too. But you have no choice. Everybody's intrusive. Every ad is intrusive. Yeah. It's the time we live in. If if you don't repeat it and you, you're not out there, like I said, people forget. People won't come. They won't watch. Yeah. And uh, after a while, you could develop a big enough base where you need to advertise less because your base gets it from you directly. Yeah. So let's say if my podcast gets big enough, I won't even have to post my dates as often because yeah. they'll know. At the beginning of my shows, I tell my dates. They all watch the show. Right. They already know. Right. I don't feel bad that you guys have to do that. I mean, it, well, I don't feel bad. I don't think I'm not saying we're victims. No, no, no. no. I think in general, people understand you, if you're selling they under, yourself. They understand also, bro, if you don't want to see it, what are you doing following the comics right. that's, in the yeah. first place? Yeah, that's my yeah, big yeah. thing. Yeah. You but know, some people, they're not on social media because they don't like all the personal stuff that too much, even if they're not artists, they find that there's too much information. Well, yeah, I that's, just, I don't talk about personal shit. I just, uh, the I most spoke, personal thing is my dog that I post. No. Yeah, I spoke to, um, a waitress recently, she was just asking me about my shows and where she could follow. I said, She uh, cute? Why? Should have dropped your number there, too. Should have dropped your number. What are you doing? Why'd you say why like that? He <laughs> got excited. He's like, he's like was, For the record, I don't talk to the ugly ones. She was speaking French and it was in Laval. So she was like, Why? But she, anyway, I told her, Follow, like, you have Facebook. She goes, Oh, no. Like, she made a face. I go, oh, you don't like use whatever Instagram. she goes. She goes, no, no, no. Moi, Facebook, yeah, j'ai pas, pas besoin de savoir que t'as mangé une banane aujourd'hui. She's right. So Basically it's like translated some people, for, for the people don't today, I am eating a banana. Yeah, yeah she doesn't want to know that. Well, that's she's retarded, right. though. That's what people who do that. But shit. that's what Instagram but that's, first it's was. It's true. I, I understand what she's saying. So imagine, like, us, we're always doing it. But like you said, they're going to follow if they like you and they have yeah. a choice. Mm. But, but I just don't want to go over that and be like, uh, because some sometimes well, you have a shit uh, social media presence. I'll tell you why. Because I was trying to find stuff on you yesterday. Dirt. No, uh, just to share your social channels. But you don't even have a fucking website, which makes me want to slap you in the fucking face. Uh, you don't have a fan page on Facebook either. You have your personal page. Why the fuck would yeah, you want people yeah. go to your personal page? Yeah. I want to fucking smack you. Okay. Um, um, you, I need you, the fan page. Yeah. But web like you need a web. Website? Listen, don't make me go crazy right now. It is 2020. Fucking! Uh, I don't post girls stuff, that have like a videos, lemonade stand. A lot of people have. You don't this, need that. You know what your website is for. Your website is a hub for yeah. everything. If you have a website, yeah. all you need to do instead of yeah. telling people I am on Twitter, I am on. All you tell them is go to my website. Your website has your Twitter, your Facebook, your tour dates, video clips if you want, um, contact form. If somebody wants to hire you, they go to your fucking website. Your it makes website, sense, but a lot of people will go to like they don't even go to the website because you don't have a website. The, no, but they go to the they'll, they'll tell you I just check like Facebook or Instagram. Uh, that's fine, they but, don't go to people's websites. But that's you're talking about like one Sebastian Maniscalco. You're talking about one person. You're talking about one person in let's general. Say, yeah, yeah, people like. His Instagram, his Facebook. Yeah, but his website, his website? Is, he has a web presence. If you will Google him, who's this guy? There's a website. Yeah. You could find but him. But I, I just think, okay, yeah, you're right. It's probably what good if to I don't start have early. What if I don't have Facebook? What if I don't have a Facebook account, but I want to support you? Then you need a website. You? No, 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 no. I want to support you, but yeah. I don't have Facebook. I'm like, I don't want to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're also, right. if I want to hire you, 
I Google, I find your website. I'm like, oh, there's the contact info. I send it to you. I'm going to send you a private message on Facebook and be like, if no, this guy doesn't right. have a website, yeah, yeah. this is low budget. I don't want to hire this guy. Right. You're right. And yeah. I always thought, okay, you know what? When you start getting bigger, then it's you can start thinking about that for now. Like We're going to get still, into a fight right now. No, but it's true because it's good to start now like you. I always think, okay, when you're bigger, then you need it. And right now you don't. But uh, yeah. Because I'm not going to selling myself. I want to do shows. I know, that's I, it. I want to perform. I want to get better and that's it. But selling myself? Come oh. But you do the bare fucking minimum in 2020. Got get a goddamn web page. Like I, I got a website very early. That's true. And the yeah. reason why I did it was because I would always prepare ahead. People told me you don't need a website. That's stupid. There's always ten steps ahead. Yeah, you don't need Twitter. That's stupid. I go, why not? Well, when you need it, I go, no, that's stupid because right now if somebody sees me and they like me and there's an opportunity, I'd rather have everything ready. They can just get it, and I'm good to go. And that's what ended up happening. I was already ready. Every level I was getting to, mm-hmm. I had my shit prepared. Yes. I was always ready. I, I always showed up prepared. Whereas other people that I'm friends with now that I started doing comedy with still don't even still don't even have a Facebook, a Twitter, a website, nothing. No Instagram. It's like, how do they find you? Yeah. They'll see me at shows. But how do you sell yourself? That's why that's why you're not doing it full-time. There's no way to make this a full-time gig. Nobody can find you to hire you. Yeah. And a lot of people will look for you on YouTube. 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 I have a YouTube page too. I have a YouTube channel. YouTube, everyone's like checking out for videos and stuff. Mm. I think that's like the first place. Let's go see. It's Google, the first place. Everyone goes to Google. A lot of people write to me, hey, I checked for some of your bits on YouTube and I didn't. Yeah, because I don't want Yeah, because I don't want to put them out. I'm still (laughs) using them. Fuck off. But no, no, but same thing. Normal people Google you. And if you have a website, your website will, you know, you do the metadata and shit, your website comes up. They click there and it's your hub. Anything you want them to see, they can see it there. Instead of trying. People get tired after a while. They're like, look, I've been looking for this guy for fucking six minutes already. Yeah. There's barely anything here. I don't even know if this is a real website, if it's a real Facebook page. Or I don't know. If I, and they give up. But if you have a website, somebody wants to hire you especially, I could see in a room people watching you. Mm-hmm. And I could see 10 people being like, we need this fucking guy for a fundraiser. You know? And yeah. then they fucking reach out to you right away. They go to your website, contact form. You set up your schedule. Perfect. Yeah. They always reach out usually through... Like the Face, different channels, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying that's crazy. Have a fucking channel. You're a goddamn professional. And then there's the reverse. There's the people whose social media is amazing. They promote. They have everything. Yeah, there's people who are very videos. Good like yeah. they're always online. Whatever. Schultz is very good at social media. But Andrew then, Schultz's uh, yeah. Instagram is amazing. And then sometimes the product's not that good. Like they're not even that funny or whatever. And they have like oh, yeah. the amazing yeah. social media yeah, presence, yeah, you know. Yeah. And they tell you, you think. Wow, this person's so busy. Yeah. They're working so much, whatever. Yeah, the marketing is done right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know what? The marketing. I wish I was good like them on marketing because marketing could get you really far. Yeah. But some people are very good at it. Some people hire people. Um, You're good. You're balanced. You do both. Yeah, I wish I was a little bit better at the at the the social media stuff. But I do everything myself, so it's yeah. it's trial and error. I got to learn everything. Like sometimes people think like, oh, who who made this for you? Who did that? It's all me. Yeah, I do everything. Mm. So it gets a little time consuming. Okay, I'll think about the webpage. You get the <laughs> website. I'm, I'm, I was so surprised. I was like, how the fuck does Durant not have a website? You're, you're literally one of the funniest guys like we have here. No. I was like, this motherfucker doesn't have a website. I know degenerate losers I'm, that do like one a, open mic a month and they I'm have from, websites. Dude, I'm from immigrant parents. I go door to door, but word to mouth. That's it. That's how I get my people. <laughs> <laughs> that is very immigrant mentality, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's Old what it is. Do, do you, could you imagine if that's the kind of situation we were in right now? There was no social media. Yeah. And uh-huh. listen, I'm telling you, I swear, I'm very funny. <laughs> <laughs> come, come watch me at the watering hole. I'll be there at 8 p.m. Like, oh my God, that would be rough. That would be so brutal. Yeah. <sighs> Getting away with that, nobody would believe you. Like, this guy's not funny. 
Oh. If it was funny, he wouldn't be at my door. <laughs> did you guys do uh, family business anytime? Family what do you business? mean? Like, did you work for your parents? And in uh, no, I was when my parents had like restaurants and stuff. I was way too young. He I was his, enslaved by my parents. What'd you do? You weren't no, a joke. It's a joke. No, his no, but father. Wait, wait, wait. His father's uh, like a kookamani inventor type of thing. Yeah. And he tried to recruit him. Many. His father's a degenerate bastard. But he tried to he recruit is. him. In, he, he does scams. So he tried to he, he recruit does. him in his scams a lot. But he would always be like, "Leave me the fuck alone!" Like, he, but he tried to recruit him in scams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he didn't like work in, like, he didn't have a business. He once opened the restaurant as a front to do scams. Seriously. Yeah, instead of actually operating the restaurant to make the money, yeah, he basically just bought a color printer and thought that he could print uh, fake bills and nobody would notice that it's regular printer paper. I'm dead serious. I'm so, dead serious. So you're like, he comes from a long line of buffoons. <laughs> <laughs> you're just disciplining him. Huh? When did you realize? My father scammed me. Yeah, when did you realize that? How old? Do you remember when it just clicked and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's the loser. Am I, you know when it was? It mm. must have been when I went and visited him in New York when I was 10 years old. Because he was uh, he was playing the victim. About? About having to live in these conditions, about having to live in the attic. Remember the attic I told you oh, about? Oh, yeah. He lived in a, someone's attic at one point. But I was, I was, young, I was able... To understand even back then at a young age that like but wait you decided to, to move live here. in a goddamn you know attic. what i mean you decided this you know but instead he decided to believe it this is where i started to understand kind of his personality at 10 yeah <laughs> so and then it still took me a while for some other things but i still i was that's the first time where i was like hmm. i could just see poseidon at 10 when he gets a christmas gift from his dad where'd you get the money for this <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Which one of my friends is missing a bicycle? <laughs> Would you get mom this time? Huh? I once got her a potato. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like he gave he the gift that he gave your mother was you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Dude, but ten years old. Wait, like an actual physical, just a potato? I think it must have been like four or five potatoes. And and he got it was a really big potato. It was like an abnormally large potato. It was like this big, Jesus and Christ. he put a dollar in it, like a coin, and then he wrapped it up. Yeah, we used to have dollar coins. And then he 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 gave it to her, and then she opens it. And she says, "What the fuck is this?" She opens it, she's like, "It's a potato," and she threw it off of his head or something. <laughs> she was like, "What the fuck?" He is put this? a loony. Yeah, a loony. Yeah, in a potato. Yeah. and gave it to your mom. Yeah, and he actually thought he's like. This is this bitch is gonna love this. <laughs> Bitches love potatoes and loonies. I think it was the mess with her. I think I don't know. I don't remember exactly. And then he just gave her money as a as Christmas, I think, or her birthday. Mm. He gave her her own money that he stole from her purse. But man, that's young to realize. Okay, I think my dad's doing some stuff. No. Yeah, I didn't know like the extent. Yeah, obviously, but I knew kind of like if Poseidon suspicious. knew how to express himself, he yeah. would have made a great artist. But his his problem was he he he's witnessed a lot he's seen a lot yeah but he's um, genetics I guess fucked him he doesn't have the capacity to analyze and then project it in art and comedy or in painting he just takes it in and, and it fucks with him like he he just fr it frustrates him and he deals with it like emotionally he doesn't know how to create something with it. Yeah, but that's his thing. Maybe. Or else he would have been either the best comic or the best artist or something. But he can't. It's not fuel for him. It's like putting gas in an electric car. It's useless. Like that's, 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 no, it's true. That's but what you it don't is. Want, yeah. do you want, do you, are you interested in that? Or? 
create like just creating or well now that he said that yeah now i'm <laughs> he's like fuck you i'm writing an like, album fuck, bro. <laughs> it's like uh no because no, i mean drops. people in similar situations yeah. i'm not saying that you, in order to be an artist you have to have gone through no, no, I, know, saying, I know i know but people in similar situations not all some just went to drug addiction kill themselves but <laughs> similar uh, uh, they channel it and they create something from it right yeah but poseidon i try to push him in that direction a lot but then i realized really you did all the shit that we're doing, we're creating stuff for you. You have your own fucking show on. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. We're trying our best to create stuff. What a fucking doofus! <laughs> we're creating stuff, but then, but the realization came: not everyone is you. Not everyone has the same yeah, skill set. Yeah. Not everyone can do it. So I realized with him recently, maybe like the last couple of months, he doesn't have that. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to. He could break. He's good at breaking shit, but he's not good at creating. And it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's not a problem. Everyone's different. Everyone yeah. brings something different to the table. Yeah. I was trying to turn him into me, but it's it's not happening. Like yeah. it's just mm. not in his wheelhouse. And it, but he brings other good value to the table. Yeah. You know. And it depends what you're interested in. Like if you're not interested in that, you know. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's, it's fine. Yeah, like I tried, I tried uh, DJing. I tried music. I didn't didn't really interest me. I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. I tried. Uh, the only thing I would like is to learn the piano. But you know what? Like what you I have. I would love to learn the piano and the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing. The piano and the guitar at the same time. <laughs> well, first the piano, yeah. and then the guitar. You should learn the guitar first. <laughs> why? Because why not? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. The piano, I don't know. I, I think like it. what's strong like what about you is you're authentic. Like you're real. Authenticity. Yeah. Mm. And that and that I think resonates. Like you see it in the podcast or whatever, like people who uh, know you. Yeah. It comes out right away. You're not fake. You're real. Yeah. And that you could do a lot with that. <laughs> he's also full of shit a lot. So you I fight? Say. I know. He's he's known. That's one of his things. Like that he's, he's, if you think something, you're gonna say it. No? no, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Look, so so you with Poseidon, what you see is what you get. The problem is that sometimes, because he has a compulsion, uh, he thinks he got it from his dad, uh, no, compulsion to lie. Uh, so but not about seri- like about just, the dumbest shit. He'll just lie for no reason, and then you're like, "Why the fuck are you lying?" He's like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, like his instinct is to bullshit a lot, right? Yeah. I don't know why. It's just through the years he developed it. You don't but, trust people, maybe. Uh, he doesn't trust anyone. But there's that. Yeah. Uh. But he, there's that, and also he doesn't. It's very hard to get him to commit to stuff. Like only recently has he been like on time and getting stuff he said he was gonna get and showing up. Before that, he knows this very well, dude. Yeah. Anything he said, like right now, I want to learn the guitar and piano. Yeah. He would never make an actual effort to learn any of them, to take a class, to look online. It's just words that he says yeah. to satisfy him for the second and then stop. And that's where me and him were very different. Whereas me, I'll say something that you're like, that's impossible. And you're never going to do it. And I'm fucking, I'm going to do it. You know, whereas him, you can see the simplest thing. He'll be like, I think I'm going to wipe my ass today. And then he just won't wipe his ass. <laughs> like, it's just simple. Th- but it's just how, it's just different characters. So we used to clash a lot, like, because I used to get really frustrated with him. But I think it's because I was expecting him to be me and now i've learned to be like not everyone is you, you know what i mean like calm the fuck yeah. down not everyone is you um try to channel his his strengths yeah. and let him grow within those instead of trying to project what i think i would do in his shoes because that just fucks with his head because then he feels like he's not accomplishing anything because he's like well he said i should be doing this but that's because that's what i would do but you don't necessarily have to do what i would do that's crazy yeah you know yeah. i have to stop being as a, an asshole you know so but so, you're not able to be fake i don't think yeah, he's fake all the time. Yeah, he's very yeah. good at being fake. Yeah, he's, he, he's a notorious bullshitter, but he's I, also... I work in sales, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, he, so. he's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a notorious bullshitter, but you have to... He'll only admit it if you catch him. I've caught him endless times, so now he's... he's the only one that catches me, though. Lying? Yeah. So but this it, could be, like, you're not yourself? No, this is himself, but he... he I, I know when he's lying, <laughs> but he bullshits a lot because he bullshits out of self-defense. 
He bullshits because he thinks he needs to add something so unbelievable. Bro, he knows you. So yeah, he, he it does. Feels it. like couples therapy. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I want him to project to me, but he doesn't listen, and I feel <laughs> if I if I if I talk if I talk to someone for an hour, I could tell them a shitload about themselves. I, I get to, I get. He's to, very good at that. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. to know people really really well. Yeah. Um, but you guys are a good team, though. Yeah. You make a good team. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're uh, what's it? We're a tripod right now. Uh, me, him, and Mike. And everybody brings something different to the table. Yeah. Um, me and Mike, you know, the quality. Yeah. And me, it's just insanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not just that. Because here's the thing. The stuff that he actually, <coughs> when he puts his mind to it, even something as simple as getting drinks for the guests. Yeah. That sounds so meaningless to people. But even that is an important thing. Yes. That Especially if, coffee. You yeah. have to arrive at the right time. At the right time. So it, it, the temperature, uh, get the right coffee so the person actually drinks it, all that shit. I was going to so, bring and then he said, no, Poseidon. And I go, okay. Yeah, I trusted you. He, How's he, he going to remember bring? two creams here, one milk? He's got he's not. Forget it. My nah. bro. He did. No, no, but even, skill. yeah, even things, no, no, it is. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Plus the it, guy in the line, you're going to tell us what you said to him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even that, Poseidon, even that, that's what I, I try to explain Poseidon. You add value in different ways. No. So e sometimes you have to take a defensive approach or an offensive, right? So yeah. if I need, I don't know, uh, I'm fixing something and I need a fucking tool and he's the only one that could fucking get it. He's free. I'm here. That's an important role to play to bring the fucking tool because we can't continue if you don't bring that fucking tool. Mm. He doesn't have to be the comic, the star. The, he, he might just need to fucking, I don't know, build a stage. I don't, yeah. I'm just saying anything or drive mm. someone. Sometimes he's, we have to, guests have to get driven yes. doing just for laughs. Mm. Brad Williams, all these guys mm. to bring them to the podcast to do it, right? If we didn't have him, we don't know if we could trust a stranger. Yeah. To, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, everyone ha plays their role. And the second now, like he's really fitting into his role of like protective, watching out. W what do you guys need? I'll get this for you. Yeah. That's an important fucking yeah, role. Yeah, it is. That it is. is an important, because we can't some, have some stranger in here because we can't talk freely yeah. with a stranger. Mm. We can't say our plans and yeah. all that, you know? So we need him to step up. And he didn't in the beginning, but now the past couple of months, He's stepping up big. I even yeah. woke up early yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He slept four hours and I, I was up and I was like, I got it. It's the first time up. I did not believe he was going to make it here for the podcast. We had a podcast at 10 a.m. Oh. I, I went and got coffees because I was like, this guy's not waking up. He <laughs> fucking brought coffees again. He woke up and, and did yeah. his job. That's never used to happen before. He's taking no. it very seriously. Yeah. yeah. But all that shit, uh, th th it sounds so simple. Like it's not. Somebody doesn't, it's not. Especially for some, him, it was the hardest thing to get him to wake up and do shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and now, with, with comics too, sometimes it's not easy. To no. hang with certain comics, yeah. you know, because the, the the attention, whatever. So to have authenticity, I think is important. Yeah. But uh, what'd you say to the guy? Oh, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Poseidon went to get us coffees before the show, and something happened. Apparently. So before I was, but I was like, I had my hoodie on, and I had a I had a jacket on, so I looked, I guess, a little more aggressive. And um, I go through the drive-thru, and the the, the drive-thru at the McDonald's on uh, Acadie is a little fucked up. It's weird the way you turn into it, and I cut the guy off. And at first I had told him, are you, are you like waiting in line? And he goes, he goes, go. And I thought he meant like, no, no, go, go. So then at some point I'm like, fuck, I feel like he's waiting. So I get out of the car and I walked up and I'm like, bro, are you waiting in line for the drive-thru or? 
like this. And he goes, and he goes, no, 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 it's okay, buddy. I, I'm waiting, but it's okay. You can go. You can go. He goes, <laughs> so he was waiting, but he's like, fuck, fuck, this he guy's goes, serious. I, yeah, yeah, I was waiting, but it's okay. You go. I'm like, but oh. Was he not waiting in line? I don't understand. He was, because it's weird, because you got to leave a bit of space for cars to pass. Oh, that yeah, are leaving. yeah, 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 yeah. You know I know what exactly mean? what you're talking so, about. So, like, I was confused. And the way he pointed, I thought he meant, like, I'm not waiting in line. You can go. I think he meant he's, well, clearly that he's waiting. Exactly. That's he didn't mind. He gave up his spot. Yeah. He's like, and, man. I, and I saw him got nervous. I'm not getting raped over an egg big muffin. Go. And then I go to him. I go to him. I go to him. Oh, oh fuck, bro! I cut you off. I'm really sorry. And he goes, No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You can go. I'm like, All right, thank you, bro. Just, <laughs> please, please, sir, just leave me alone. The guy got scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he gets I aggressive, I didn't even mean to. I didn't even mean to scare the guy. No, you fucking waiting here, bro. Is this your? Is this your car? It's and scary. I got out super fast too. <laughs> what are you ordering? Mm-hmm. And I think we're gonna. No, I'm saying that you could have said to the guy, "What are you gonna order, bro?" <laughs> I'll order for you. And Poseidon, even, but it's opening a lot of doors for him too, because even next year, right? It looks like we might have a, a tour in Asia be announced, and we're bringing Poseidon with us. With a mic, yeah, man. So we're, we're, we're um... yellow fever. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's our protection against the coronavirus. Dude, you're going everywhere. That's amazing. Yeah, well, uh, next year we'll see. They're going to finalize it soon, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, my big thing is um, I don't like to travel a lot, but uh, I'm very excited. There's only one place that I really want to go to. Uh, it's in that whole tour. I, like, I'm going to have fun everywhere else, but I really want to go to Japan. To yes. perform or just visit? Oh, no, we're going to perform in all those places. Yeah, but, but that's it's just you want to see The it. place that I'm yeah. excited to perform mm, in yeah. is Japan because of uh, video game culture. And I want to go to all these video game related stuff mm, and, you yeah. know, just see. Yeah. But in general, there's something different about seeing something on a screen and then seeing it live. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's like. Thank you for saying like, the obvious. There's also something like, different be- between something solid and something wet. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like seeing a shark, you know, during Shark Week, you know, on uh, the TVs. And then you're in the ocean and you see a shark. It's like, fuck, it's a shark. Yeah, very different. Yeah, one could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for, thank you, Captain Obvious. Because we were all confused. Me, I thought, fuck, when I see it on screen. Like when I watch Donald Trump on screen, he's this big. I, how is that a president? I could just put him in a, my pocket. And carry him away, you fucking buffoon. That's it. The coffee woke me up. I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah you're good. You're good. <laughs> we should start over. No, but, but it's going to be, uh, I think if, if we finalize everything we go, I think it's going to be a lot of fun because yeah. we're going to do stand up and live uh, podcast probably. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So Poseidon gets to. Uh, and there might be behind the scenes shit with. There is going to be. GoPro. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Views of a simpleton. We're going to do views of a simpleton, Japan, uh, Mongolia. Where else? We're going to Thailand, uh, Vietnam, I think. So 2021? 2021, yeah. Wow, wow. Mike's good too. He works. <laughs> Dude, Mike is on... St- are you crazy? People think that I, I work hard? Go look at Mike. Yeah. Mike's, <laughs> a, Mike's, a, Mike's a bulldozer. Yeah. Mike's a this, fucking this a, monster, yeah. bro. Are you kidding me? Doesn't he's fucking I wouldn't, you down, bro. Anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if one day I find out Mike's performing at two places in two different countries at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be fucking surprised, bro. It doesn't stop. It's His unbelievable. Podcasts are good too. The like French ones? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Bro. So the good. number one French language comedy podcast on the planet for a reason. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, did you watch the last one with our boy Sebastian? Yeah. And preach? I did. I did. Yeah, he's getting a lot of hate for that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was funny. It was funny. I yeah, was for laughing. us. I think he's laughing too now. Yeah, but Preach, I, dude. Preach's faces was were really Made funny. it funny. Oh, he was but good. I think Mike was right. He goes in the beginning. Mike was like, ooh, the first 50 negative comments. Yeah. But then after when it gets to 700, it just becomes a comical thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Seb could use that as a story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because now, I, I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know how he writes. 
but this is something so funny to incorporate in a joke where, you know, I, I came, I'm doing English comedy, and then now I'm like, you know what, let me try to dip my toe back in the French. Yeah. I do one French show <laughs> and the fucking province wants to murder me. That's amazing. There's something funny in that. Yeah, you know? there is, there is. There's comedy in that. Yeah. So, but if it was only like 10 negative comments, it wouldn't be funny. It would just be weird. Yeah. But the fact that it's so overwhelming, or there's a joke in there. If they wanted to have him back, like if they had him back, there would probably be Mike like would have an back. anticipation. You know? Yeah, Mike like, would oh, have him yeah. back for sure. It was fun the too. Comeback. You could tell they know each other. Yeah. And yeah. Also laughing. If he and goes Mike, back, I want to go for that episode. Yeah. And, and Mike wore too, like his expression and stuff he's good yeah mike's the dude here who's like mike uh nobody nobody (laughs) the theater shows the podcast the and it's all him he all did it himself yeah he he decided in french and english you know it's not easy to do both and to be you know have success dude i'm trying to do both and i'm seeing how fucking incredibly difficult it is yeah yeah but a lot of fun because i feel like an open micer in french Cause you're nervous. You're like, am I gonna trip over my words? Am I gonna say this right? Am I gonna say that right? Yeah. Which doesn't happen in English. Like you're not. You're nervous about doing well, but you're not nervous about tripping over words. Yeah. You know, but it happens in French. Yeah, it's How different. Do you trip over words. It's not physical. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Where are they gonna? When they want to find you online, the people. Yeah. They're going to go to Instagram, they're going to go to Twitter, mm. and they're going to look up Gino Durante. Now, okay. I'm saying this, but if you look in the description, I've already put the links out there because I'm a great <laughs> fucking podcast host. Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, okay. But um, I'm doing my website after this. Oh, please. I'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> but Instagram and Facebook, yeah. And I'll post all my shows there. Instagram more than Facebook? Uh, both. But Facebook, both. you don't have a Facebook page. Facebook, you have a fucking Yeah, but they use my page. Facebook, and uh, I'm going to get the... Uh, you want people to add you on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you make a but no, but it's a, it's a public thing. So even if they don't add, they can see and they can. Oh, follow. really? Yeah. Okay. So Gino Durante on the Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, go to his Instagram. Gino Durante is there. Uh, the links are in the description for his Twitter, his Instagram. Uh, hopefully in the future I'll put his fucking website. Um, <laughs> did that hurt your ear? Oh. Did it hurt your ear? Yeah. I'm sorry. I honestly didn't mean to do that. That's okay. I feel bad. That'll cost you a thousand dollars. Come collect it, motherfucker. Uh, I was with Guido Grass yesterday and he hurt himself. He 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 fainted on he the came toilet. To Bishop? Yeah, he what? came to watch. He fainted on the toilet. No. And he, yeah, he had to go get stitches. He broke his eye open. Oh shit. Oh yeah. fuck, eh? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. So what happens? Sti- fucking snitches get stitches, bro. I'm sure he'll bring that to the stage, though. That's gonna make a good he, story. I think, I hope so, but nobody believes him. Everybody thought that he got beat up. And he was trying to tell me, he's like, no, I didn't get beat up. I was taking a shit. I'm like, tell people you got beat up. <laughs> he's gonna deny all this yeah 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 tell people you gotta be that bro but he had a funny joke yesterday that nobody got um myself included he goes yeah i blacked out and then i when i woke up i i i, I drew this and he i was like what is that picture it was the picture of the flux capacitor that doc brown had drew in back to the future when he got knocked out yeah but nobody got the reference and then mike is yelling at him because he's like nobody gets the reference and mike's like yeah we would have got that reference in fucking 1988 you <laughs> <fuck sucker."> because <laughs> mike was hilarious uh so yeah catch gino uh gino one of the funniest guys i know uh great comic great dude thanks uh, if he gets hey, a, I had fun um, i can attest to this i've witnessed them yeah before. if you get a website you, you're you're the complete package get a website maybe yeah. a handgun yeah. no, nothing can stop you um, so you'll be seeing more of Durante uh, and soon follow him I'm going to share it too but he's got very big shows to announce he's not allowed to do it yet until the end of the month the second they're announced I'm going to share it too so if you're in the places and I know a lot of my listeners are actually in that specific place that we talked about before 
I'm telling you, it is worth your fucking money. You're going to have a great fucking time. And the good thing about him is he doesn't run away. The second the show's over, he sticks around, he takes photos, he mm. hugs. You know how it, that's how you are. That's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You have to hang around. So, right yeah, after. he's not he, before, after. No, no, after, after. He hangs around, he takes photos, talks to everyone, he takes time. He's go, go if you want. Go to the bathroom. Go, go. <laughs> he takes his time. Love you. Thanks for having uh, me. Where it is. So, and Poseidon, you're going to find him at the Poseidon 69 on Instagram and Twitter. And remember, we have a See. Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Pantels. You get everything uh, early. You get uh, all the backlog catalog of things. You could access them. There's private videos that are only there, including the pa- the um, the uh, pilot episode mm. of uh, mine and Poseidon's show uh, for boss status members. Uh, I will be once again in Toronto, April the 25th. I will be in Quebec City in French the 9th of May. I will be in Sherbrooke the 3rd of April in English. Uh, and that's all we're announcing right now. Oh, March, March 13th. Yes. I'm crazy. I forgot. The Southern Boys, me, Guido, Massimo, Poseidon will be there. I think my boy Emil Khoury, who comes on the road with me, is going to be hosting that show. Uh, a bunch of surprises that night. Poseidon will also be there so you can shake hands and take photos with him. Reach out if you're a patron on Instagram. Uh, no, sorry, on page. Where are we going to reach out? Discord. You like Discord, right? Yes. So reach out on Discord. Uh, Poseidon will hook you up with discount tickets. Yes. And is that it? Is, is that all we have, Poseidon? I think that'll be all for now. Goddamn. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Ciao, ciao. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.